MSW Media. Today's episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by our patrons. Our premium subscribers make the show possible, and in return, they get an ad-free feed, access to my personal show notes, the photos submitted in the good news, VIP meet-and-greet and pre-sale event tickets, invites to our private social media groups, and access to bonus content. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash thedailybeans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, November 7th, 2022. Today, Kosh Patel has testified before the grand jury investigating Trump's stolen nuclear secrets. A judge has denied Mike Lindell's motion to get his phone back that was seized at a Hardee's and to release the search warrant affidavit. Twitter employees are suing Elon. Tom Barrick has been acquitted of all charges. The January 6th committee has completed some of its interviews of relevant Secret Service agents. The FBI has a suspect in the New Jersey synagogue's threats case. And Navarro is trying a trick in his contempt case that already failed miserably in Bannon's. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hi, Dana. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. <laughs> it's good to be back. It is good to see you. It's always good to see your face. And uh, I just want to let everybody know that the final week of December from Christmas to New Year's, there will be no Daily Beans. We are taking a week off. I'm giving everybody the week. It's a vacation, a needed one as well. So there won't be any shows. I will be delivering some video news as it happens on the Patreon page. So just so you know, if you're a patron, you'll probably get some news updates from me. But there's no staff. There's no editing. There's no nothing. So it would just be me just uploading some thoughts, <laughs> really <laughs> unedited thoughts as I have them. So I just wanted to, you know, prep everybody for that. And then going forward, every eight weeks, we're going to be taking a week off and a real week off because usually I drop content for you. I think I keep putting out content for you all, but people need a break. We really Absolutely. need to take that time off. So we've all been working so hard on this push up to the midterms. Last week, we reported uh, that the 1-6 committee was going to interview top secret service folks, including Engel, Ornato, Tim Giebel's, the spokesperson, Googly Elmi. He doubted Cassidy Hutchins' testimony, the driver of the SUV. Well, we now know that they have interviewed an agent in the lead car, unnamed, and the driver of the SUV. And they've also spoken to Tim Giebel's. Tim is the one that Pence was like, I'm not getting in the car. You're not driving it, Tim. You know, yep. Tim is his lead guy. Guglielmi, who is the spokesperson, who was the one who was saying Cassidy Hutchinson lied. And uh, a guy named John Gutzmiedel. And I don't know what's going on with people's names at the Secret Service. <laughs> I mean, Giebel's, Guglielmi, Guglielmi and Gutzmiedel. <laughs> like, I mean. Frick. I think, I feel like they were friends as kids and all joined together because they were tired of getting bullied. <laughs> that might be, actually be true. <laughs> and the FBI, by the way, has, quote, mitigated the threat to the synagogues in New Jersey from that story we put out Friday saying a suspect they have identified, quote, no longer poses a threat to the community. They didn't say what that means. They haven't said that there are no other details. They didn't say if they arrested him or if they shot him or they, they just said he no longer poses a threat to the It sounded so mafia. Hey, we took care of the problem. <laughs> OK, cool. As long maybe, as the synagogues are safe. Maybe he had a heart attack. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But the FBI says 
we have mitigated the threat. He is no longer a threat. So I was like, I was like all right, whew. Um, you got anything? You got any details? No? Okay. And Twitter has been sued over Elon Musk's plan to lay off about half its workforce. That's according to Bloomberg. And they're citing a class action lawsuit that was filed in San Francisco federal court. Twitter employees are saying they're eliminating workers without enough notice. Under the Warren Act, they have to get 60 days notice before they're Awesome. Fired. Sounds like they have a, something to stand on there, too. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, what was interesting is, you know, I said, why don't we all just be Elon if, if anyone can buy a verification badge? And Kathy Griffin did. She changed her name to Elon Musk. <laughs> and so people understand it's just the screen name. Her handle is still Kathy Griffin. So that's the thing. Just the name to Elon Musk. And what happened, AG? She got suspended. Yeah. Her account has been suspended. Yet my impersonator is out there impersonating me. Yeah. Selling NFTs for, for whatever. And that's probably why that account hasn't been suspended. It's probably pushing Dogecoin for, for fuckface. You know, I don't know. Is that what he does? Dogecoin? I don't know. He did at one, one point. Anyway, and yeah, I mean, I just looked too, and it's, and my, they're still there. Yeah, they're still out there impersonating me. Unbelievable. All right. Well, we have a lot of news to get to besides my, my Twitter rant. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Kosh Patel, a loyal aide to Donald Trump who photoshopped his head on a guy wearing leather pants for some fucking reason faced questions before a federal grand jury Thursday as part of a criminal investigation into Trump's possession of classified records of more than 18 months after he left office. And that's according to a person familiar. National security prosecutors asked him about his public claims this spring that Trump declassified a large number of government documents before leaving office in 2021. Patel was also questioned about how and why the departing president took secret and top secret records to Mar-a-Lago. How and why? His part-time residence, obviously, in his private club in Florida, and that's according to the person with knowledge of the session who spoke on the condition of anonymity to speak candidly about a grand jury probe, which means it's Patel's lawyer. <laughs> now, Patel, a former federal prosecutor, is considered a key witness by the Justice Department in large measure because of what evidence he may provide in defense of Trump's retention of the records. And that's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Some of the records contain top secret information about Iran's missile systems and intelligence related to China. Now, investigators did not expect Patel to offer evidence implicating Trump in possible crimes, they said, but they added that the government badly wanted his firsthand account under oath of any declassification decisions made by Trump. That means they're trying to go to trial here. That is a defense. That is a trial defense, and they are asking about it. They're not trying to use it to implicate crimes for cash or for Trump. They need that information so they can mount a prosecution for trial. Does that make sense? Am I it does. Whistling Dixie? Okay. I mean, you might be whistling Dixon, but it still makes sense. I, sometimes I do. I love the chicks, so. <laughs> I love them too. All right, AG, thank you. And Tom Barrett, a longtime ally of the former guy and his one-time inaugural committee chairman, well, he was found not guilty. And a lot of people are pissed as shit about this. He was found not guilty on Friday of illegal foreign lobbying charges, a defeat for federal prosecutors in Brooklyn who accused the billionaire businessman of improperly acting as a foreign agent on behalf of the UAE. Now, after a trial that stretched nearly two months and saw testimony from two former Trump administration officials, a jury of five men and seven women reached the verdict after deliberating over three days. Now, Barrick was acquitted of all charges, which included conspiracy, obstruction, and lying to the FBI. Asked by ABC News about his criticism of Trump during the trial, in which he said that his support of the former president was ultimately disastrous for his work, 
<laughs> Barrick replied, quote, I root for all of them. It's the toughest job in the world to be president of the United States. Fucking bootlicker. All right. Matthew Grimes, Barack's aide at his real estate firm, who was charged alongside Barack, was also acquitted. Now, Mercy Wheeler wrote, quote, Barack, in parentheses, and his aide, Matthew Grimes, were really well lawyered throughout this case and succeeded in excluding a good deal of critical evidence, including evidence proving venue in EDNY. It's not inconceivable that the jury acquitted on venue alone. Hmm. Now, Barrick argued at length on the stand that he did what he did because he wanted to, not because he was acting on behest of Mohammed bin Zayed. He was charged under 18 U.S.C. 951, not FARA, which covers a gray zone of conduct that really gets to the motive. So, like you said on Twitter, though, the DOJ, they're ready to charge these guys, but apparently the United States of America uh, is not ready to uh, convict them. So, yeah, well, they didn't let into evidence how rich he is. Right. Um, so, and that is that little end piece there. That is Marcy Wheeler's take. I personally think that 951 is a Farah crime. I know a lot of people like to call it espionage light, but I spoke to Brandon Van Grack, who headed up the Farah unit at the Department of Justice, who was originally on Mueller's team looking at the Farah into Manafort. And we agreed 951 is not espionage light. We co- I, I said it's more like Farah on steroids. Yeah. And I said, yes. And because 611, I think it's 611, is, is Farah, regular Farah, which means, you know, you're acting on behalf of, of a foreign Got it. agent or a foreign country. But with the 951, it shows intent that you, you, you did it, you have motive, and that they gave you directions. These foreign people gave you directions. You didn't just do it because you wanted to. Right. See, when he said, I did it because I wanted to, he's admitting to breaking 611. Wow. Violating Farah, right? But 951 means that you are acting at the behest of MBZ. So I think that this is going to take more teeth out of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, honestly. Yeah. And that sucks. And from Politico, federal judge on Thursday sharply rejected an effort by the pillow man to reclaim his cell phone seized by the FBI at a Hardee's drive through in September. There's just so many fucking funny things in that one sentence. <laughs> I know. Who would have thought it's, it's like a weird the, Mad Lib? How, like, this is why I got into news. Yeah. Is because there are now headlines where the pillow man had his phone seized by the FBI at a, at a Hardee's drive-thru. Seriously, it writes itself. U.S. District Judge, let's see, Eric Tostrid ruled that the Justice Department had easily justified the seizure of Lindell's phone in connection with an investigation into a breach of Colorado voting systems. Now, Tostrid is a Trump appointee based in St. Paul, Minnesota. He also denied an effort by Mike Lindell to access the affidavit justifying the seizure of his phone. He described the affidavit as extensive, totaling 80 pages, and said it includes identities of confidential informants and cooperating witnesses, cooperating witnesses, as well as details of recorded communications. <laughs> the judge said the exposure of sensitive details in the sealed submission would interfere with the probe being conducted by the FBI and Washington-based prosecutors. Quote, premature disclosure of these materials would significantly undermine the government's ongoing criminal investigation giving plaintiffs and potentially other targets of the investigation a window into the government's investigation that could compromise the investigation as a whole. And I'm glad that he explained how releasing this shit compromises investigations because a lot of people really want to see this stuff and they don't quite understand how it can really fucking undermine your investigation. The judge also said there would be no practical way to provide a redacted version 
to Lindell. And I got to say, Dana, 80 pages, 80. The the affidavit to get nuclear fucking documents from the former president was only 40 pages. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is the pillow man doing? Oh, my God. A lot of illegal things. Probably <laughs> a lot. <laughs> And this is also from Politico AG. Did uh, the former president, Donald Trump, secretly tell Peter Navarro to blow off a subpoena from the January 6th Select Committee? Well, Navarro's attorneys made the claim Friday as they pressed U.S. District Court Judge Amit Mehta to dismiss contempt of Congress charges against Navarro, Trump's former trade advisor, for refusing to testify to the committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. But Mehta repeatedly pressed Navarro's attorney, who is Stanley Woodward, to provide some evidence that the private Trump-Navarro conversation even happened. Now, Woodward said he couldn't, and that he's not about to call Trump as a witness in the case. And this is a quote, I don't want to do that. That was Woodward. And then the the judge replied, then what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Navarro, who was an ally in Trump's effort to subvert the 2020 election and orchestrate efforts by congressional Republicans to challenge Joe Biden's victory, contends that Trump privately told him to assert executive privilege rather than testify about his contacts with the former president in the run-up to January 6th. The panel wants to interview Navarro about his contacts with Trump amid the former president's multifaceted effort to seize a second term he didn't win. And this is a quote, You haven't given me anything, the judge said to Woodward. The notion that a court is supposed to read tea leaves when it comes to the invocation of a presidential privilege seems to be... I'm mystified by that. (laughs) Amazing. Woodward said all he could offer was an assurance that Navarro and Trump were regularly in touch and that Navarro believes that's what Trump wanted him to do. So all of a sudden it's like, well, they talked a lot. They talked a lot. And and Mm -hmm. he knows that's what he wanted him to do. I'm not going to call him as a witness. And I know Navarro has lied a million times, but this time he's he's telling the truth. And I know it's not even a defense, really. It's not a fucking defense. <laughs> if you have privilege, you show up to the subpoena and assert as executive privilege. That's it. That's how that's how that shit works. You don't just not show up. Dumbass. Oh, my God. He's so fucking dumb. I love it. I have no proof. No. Nope. And it's not a real defense. But come on. We talked a lot. <sighs> All right. Anyway, that is the news from over the weekend. So uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll get to the good news. And if you have any good news you want to submit to us, you could do so at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. And I just wanted to take a second to thank our patrons and tell you about a new weekly wrap up bonus episode that I'll be recording a full bonus episode that comes out on the weekends and it'll be for patrons. I know a lot of people have said, man, I miss my beans on the weekends. Well, now we're going to have a weekly wrap-up episode. And for as little as three bucks a month, patrons get the ad-free premium feed. They get access to the new weekend Daily Beans weekly wrap-up episode, pre-sale tickets for live shows, invites to meetups and meet and greets with the hosts, Uh, access to our private social media groups. You get links to our bi-monthly happy hour Q&A on Zoom, plus a whole host of merch, including stickers, mugs, and t-shirts for signing up. And if you can't afford a membership, we have had over a thousand patrons donate a one-year subscription to those who can't swing it. For just 36 bucks a year, you can donate a premium feed to someone in need. And you can also sign up for that program if you want to get on the list to receive one. Or if you want to donate one, just do that at dailybeanspod.com and look for patrons helping patrons. For more information on becoming a premium subscriber, 
head to patreon.com slash the daily beans or search for us on supercast and thanks so much to all those who make the show possible are you struggling with the political upheaval of the current moment maybe you're trying to figure out how to keep going and fight for a better world well starting in october we're bringing you a brand new podcast made for the here and now it's called living through it with ecm a podcast for interesting times Hosted by me, Elizabeth Cronice McLaughlin, a renowned activist and leadership expert, Living Through It hosts weekly interviews with guests who are changing the world from the ground up. We're offering you advice on how to continue working toward a better future in the face of burnout and exhaustion. And our aim is to inspire you, create hope, and share a collective vision for a more just and equitable future. I hope you'll join us on Living Through It with ECM, a podcast for interesting times. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, Halloween photos, you want to play What the Mutt or Find the Cat, or you have a shout out for somebody that you love, or you want to give your business a shout out, for what you're making or creating or someone else's business that you love, kind of like a CNN heroes, but for like us, you could do that by going to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. All right. First up. Oh, by the way, vote. You got one more day. Yes, please, please. One more day. I know everyone says the election is tomorrow. The election ends tomorrow. Yeah. And ask your friends, just text people and be like, hey, did you vote? And if they're like, no, then get them to vote. Yeah. I'll come get you. I'll come pick you up. Just call your friends. You are the biggest influence on your friends and family. All right, first up from Michelle, pronouns she and her. Ever since I learned to write, I loved writing. And just before I finally retired, I'd been waiting years for this moment. I was offered an actual writing job. The offer came from Ursula Fa, the scourge of MAGA everywhere, uh, the owner-editor of blog site PolitiZoom. Awesome. Uh, while I also write occasional political articles for the site, the deal required that I produce weekly fur kids column. Awesome. This column is a joy to write and the small income that augments my pension really helps. The concept is that the fur kids team made up of all creatures, including birds and water life, actually own and run the column while I am their willing helper who does the, the human stuff. For Halloween, they presented a parade of their fur friends in costume. I, In actuality, these are friends' fur kids, all of whom refused to consent to be dressed up, so I gave them a digital makeover so their humans can see them in costume. My pod tax is three of them. If you and the Lugumanati would like to see all of them, here is the link to this week's column, Search for Politizum and Fur Kids. And we'll have the link in the description. Oh okay, my look. God, I know. They're so cute. <laughs> Jaws, Robin Hood, the thoughtful cavalier. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so f- well, how fun. What a cool retirement job, right? That is fun. That is fun. I like it. All right. This is from Karen and Eugene, pronoun she and her. Dearly beloved bean queens and fellow leguminati, I have a very quick bit of good news. My best friend and I filled our ballots at her kitchen table. This being Oregon, I took both of our vote by mail ballots to the nearest Dropbox. There were no insurrectionist election deniers in her kitchen or at the Dropbox. (laughs) Vote by mail is awesome. I include a photo of our ballots being peacefully dropped off, plus my pet tax of Simba, my daughter's very photogenic German Shepherd. Holding hopes for a huge blue wave. Thank you for everything you do. And this German Shepherd is gorgeous. 
Really? Seriously? Oh, beautiful dog. Yes, Simba. Thank you for that. And thank you for voting. That's awesome. So uh, next up from, yeah, I know. And I love it that they did it together, too. Um, next up from Patrick, pronouns he and him. Dear Queens of the Illuminati. Ooh, I like that. I love the way that Allison and Dana can make each other laugh. When either or both of you lose your shit, I can't help but lose my shit, too. A small correction for Dana. Last week, you pronounced convicted felon Dinesh D'Souza as Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> this is not the proper way to refer to him. If you're referring to him by name, you should always append the title of convicted felon at the beginning of his name. Most worthwhile accomplishment was pleading guilty to a campaign finance felony for using straw donors to illegally donate $20,000 to a Republican Senate candidate in New Hampshire. We wouldn't want anyone to forget such a noteworthy achievement. So you can call him Dinesh DeSouza, Dana. You just have to put convicted felon in front. There you go. <laughs> no tax this time because I'm at work on my PC and don't have access to pictures of my podcasts. I'll have to request an extension. Granted, Patrick, but get him in soon. Yes. Okay. And thank you, Patrick, for the correction. I love these kind of corrections. This next one is from Professor Politiverse. No pronouns given. Love all the podcasts that you do. My good news is that I recently published my first book. Green, Biggs, and Graham. It's a bit of a political satire skewering Trump and his crew. Trump IM tries to get, quote, the professor to vote for the people he endorses, like the trio of trolls in the title. The professor refuses and goes down a memory path of the carnage left in Trump's wake. All in Seuss's, I can say this because it's Seuss, Seussian sing-song rhymes. Yes, Mrs. Politiverse thinks it's brilliant. Maybe your listeners will as well. I've included a picture of the cover along with pet tax pick of our ball crazy chocolate lab, Barney, and our older pup, Cassie. Keep up the great work, Allison and Dana. Here's a link to the book. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll have that link in the show notes. Green bigs and graham, like green eggs and ham, right? That's so cute. Awesome. That Trump I am, that Trump I am. I do not like that MAGA man. <laughs> How adorable. I know. Wonderful. So the link to this book is... Uh, is going to be in the notes. Thank you for that. Next up from Sean, pronouns he and him. Hello, fabulous ladies. I have good news first, but want to express an immense amount of gratitude for Dana's prowess in fundraising. Having you as an advocate for LGBTQ plus issues means the world to me and my husband. Good news is I followed Allison's advice and figuratively brought someone with me to vote with our mail-in ballots. My nihilistic husband has never voted in the 17 years that he's been eligible. I finally got through to him and got him to vote this election and hopefully all future elections. Nice, Sean. Well done. And thank you to your husband for finally giving in. <laughs> yes. And for pet tax, I present our dogs, Calvin and Hobbs. Excellent. Oh, names. my God. Yes. We got Hobbs from a shelter in Sacramento a week after we lost our old dog in July to help ease the pain of that loss. We had him for about a week before we decided he needed a friend to keep him company. We went up to Eureka. Is that am I pronouncing that right? think so. Because it doesn't, it's spelled Y-R-E-K-A and rescued another German shepherd, Calvin. We gave them both their names. They instantly bonded and have been inseparable ever since. I'm so happy we could unite these two lost soulmates. Oh, that's so, what an awesome idea. While Hobbes is 100% shepherd, Calvin is a mix. I'll put my DNA test results at the bottom so you two can guess. I love that we had two shepherds in this one. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the other one is Shepherd and looks like uh, Lab. I would say Lab. Maybe Boxer. And just Cuteness. And Chow Chow. Is Cuteness a breed? Yeah, I know, right? Awesome. And Shepherd, Boxer, and Miniature Pincher. Ooh, I got two out of three. Nice job, my friend. And then I threw a bunch in there that weren't done at all in there. (laughs) That's all right. That's what (laughs) the mixed breed is at the end. You have no idea. That's exactly right. 
Thank you so much, everyone, for your amazing submissions. If you want to submit something to the good news, please do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here today? I don't. Let's just, we'll, we'll wrap this up. We've got a long week ahead of news, I'm sure. And please, again, like we said before, just get out and vote. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day of voting. So everyone, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone you know with you. Everyone. Thank you very much. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>